Hi everyone, David Harris here with you for Criminal Injustice with a news bonus, a new Fourth Amendment search and seizure case out of the U.S. Supreme Court. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the U.S. Supreme Court is active every June. Uh, you hear Supreme Court journalists uh, say things like, a decision is expected by the end of June. Well, that's because the end of June brings the end of the term every year for the Supreme Court. They're going to finish it up uh, or put it off to the next term, sometimes in a very complicated case under special circumstances. But usually everything's going to be done by the end of June, and this year is no exception. Here in the end of June 2021, we have a new case decided on June 23rd, 2021, called Lang against California. It's a search and seizure case. That is a Fourth Amendment set of issues. Uh, some interesting things happening here, so I thought I'd spend a few minutes talking with you about it. In Lang versus California, uh, Mr. Lang was out driving one night when he shouldn't have been. He was playing a radio in his car or something very, very loudly and honking the horn, kind of weird behavior. A police officer began to follow him, and as Mr. Lang got very near to his home, the police officer flipped on the emergency lights, the universal signal to pull over. Uh, Lang didn't do that since he was so close to home. Instead, he went into his driveway and from there into directly into his attached garage and put down the door, you know, the automatic door. And he said later in his testimony, he never even knew that the police department's car was in back of him. You can take that or leave it as you wish. But he was just pulling into his driveway, into his garage, putting the door down, and he figured that would be that. Well, the police officer, of course, wasn't having it. He got out of his car, put his foot under the garage door where there's that usually that little light uh, that stops the door from going down and may even reverse it. And that's what happened. And into the garage went the police officer where he apprehended Mr. Lang, stopped him there, smelled an odor of alcohol, noticed certain other things, gave him field sobriety tests and ended up arresting Mr. Lang for driving under the influence. We are told that he was at about three times the legal limit for alcohol intake according to testing uh, that was done at that time. Um, so the issue here is whether a police officer can pursue Lang into his home without a warrant. There was obviously no warrant issued here. The whole thing was police officers seeing some behavior, flipping on the lights, Mr. Lang not stopping, and the police officer going into the garage. There were a couple of important doctrines that are at stake here in this very, very usual everyday run-of-the-mill case uh, that ended up with the Supreme Court siding with the defendant. Number one, this is a garage. How is this anything but entering a garage? And no, it's not entering a garage. As we've said here in a couple of 
other instances of recent Supreme Court cases, a garage, especially as in this case, an attached garage, a garage built into a home, is part of the home. And the home is at the center of the Fourth Amendment. The Supreme Court has said this numerous times All of the different judges, from liberal to conservative, this all seems to be a point of agreement. The home sits as the centerpiece of the Fourth Amendment's prohibition on unreasonable searches and seizures. And with homes, you gotta have a warrant. How is a garage part of a home? Well, a garage, even if it was not attached, and you may remember a recent case in which there was an unattached garage that was entered, even a driveway entered without a warrant uh, by uh, by a police officer, the Supreme Court says, no, no, this is all the home. And that's because something that is attached to the home itself, that's an easy one. That's part of the building. Even if you don't live right in it, you do home-based activities such as going out and getting your groceries or even working on your car in your attached garage or even in your unattached garage. The concept is called curtilage when the garage is not actually attached to the building. And any area right around the home, uh, the porch, uh, the driveway, the unattached garage, the yard in the back, all of those areas are part of the home because they are closely associated with home activities. Therefore, they get the same protection you would get if you were talking about the living room or the kitchen. And that really comes down to you can't Enter the home without a warrant. Okay, so that that's that. But the second big concept at play here is there are exceptions, limited exceptions, to that rule of no entry to the home without a warrant. And they typically involve something like emergencies, some kind of circumstances. The Supreme Court calls this the exigent circumstances doctrine. The idea is if you have some kind of an emergency or an exigent situation, uh, you can enter for those purposes without a warrant. What's an exigent circumstance? Well, the key case for many, many years was a case called Santana, in which the police spotted somebody kind of standing halfway in and halfway out of their their dwelling, uh, somebody uh, for whom they had probable cause that uh, the person was involved in some kind of drug transaction. And as the police approached, Santana ducked into her residence. She went inside and the police were allowed to go in without a warrant. That was an exigent circumstance. It was a felony they were after. Uh, and and you can't, the, the court said in the Santana case, just go inside your house and be safe. It's not an all-purpose, no-arrest zone. Uh, And so the question really in the Lang case is, does Mr. Lang fall into that same category by driving into his attached garage? Uh, can they, can the police officer then just stop the door and walk in without a warrant because it's an exigent circumstance? He was, quote, was he fleeing from the police when he didn't pull over, instead went into his driveway and into his garage? And the Supreme Court said, not quite unanimously, but without dissent, said, this isn't the same. Number one, uh, um, uh, that garage is part of the home, but more importantly, it's not an exigent circumstance because at best, 
what was being the crime that was suspected at the time, which is maybe a, a noise offense, or even if the uh, offense is considered not stopping for the police. Both of those are misdemeanors. Okay, and this is an important idea. Uh, everybody has heard the term felony and the term misdemeanor. And these, in a general way, separate the more serious from the less serious uh, things that fall into our criminal legal system. Uh, felonies can be anything from murder down to uh, serious destructions of property or uh, grand theft or things like that. Then you get into misdemeanors, which sometimes cover the same kind of conduct, misdemeanor theft, uh, but for goods of much lower value. Right. Um, and so it, it's a it's a concept that gets overused in today's world because we got a thousand million felonies and a thousand million misdemeanors. And sometimes the, the, the difference between them is rather arbitrary. All right. So in a jurisdiction, uh, uh, you could have a legislature say anything where property is destroyed uh, 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 that with the value of over a thousand dollars. That's a felony. Under a thousand dollars is a misdemeanor. All right. So, you know, arbitrary. But in general, the court says it's going to look at this on a case by case uh, basis. And if what we're talking about is pursuing somebody into a home for a misdemeanor. And remember, the police officer did not know that this gentleman was guilty of DUI when he went into the garage. The best he knows is maybe he violated a noise ordinance or he violated the law on not stopping for the police. Those are not felonies. They are misdemeanors and not very serious ones, the court says. It will not make a sort of categorical rule that always allows this kind of conduct. So the court sides with Mr. Lang. The evidence of his driving under the influence, which is only obtained after after the police officer enters his dwelling, the attached garage being part of the dwelling, uh, uh, that evidence will be suppressed, uh, thrown out, and therefore his conviction for DUI will fall. The Supreme Court taking the line that the home remains sacred under the Fourth Amendment and exigent circumstances, eh, you got to show me more than just pursuing somebody for a not very serious misdemeanor. That's it, Lang versus California. Uh, you can always turn to us here at Criminal Injustice for the latest news from the Supreme Court in the criminal legal sphere and for all the news that's out there that you want to know about regarding the criminal law, policing, and related issues. Always go to our website for that. That's criminalinjusticepodcast.com. You'll find all of our episodes there, including our interviews with all the most interesting and consequential figures in the criminal legal system right now. I'm David Harris, and I'll be back with you next time. 